Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is right. Welcome back to The Property Pod. I'm Aaron Horn, your host, and I'm joined with the panel that's always with me. It's Johnny Mack from McGregor First National and Patrick Berry of 414 Real Estate. Hello, hello. G'day, g'day. Well, that was, you came in real hot then, Pat. Hello. That's a bit better, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, I was just eager. I'm ready to go, Aaron. Oh, yeah, you've got heaps to talk about. <laughs> Lots today. It's just, I'm pumped. Excellent. So many things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what... What's been happening in the world of real estate, boys? Well, I'm loving these uh, articles that you sent through yesterday. Yeah, I did some research yeah, again. Yeah, that was really cool. And I mean, one of them immediately, I just cracked up because not only have I been the culprit, but the victim of many, I wouldn't say many times, but quite a few times. And uh, that was, Aaron, about the one where be mindful about ha- what you say when you transfer money between mates. Yes. So I was just sitting on my computer last night doing a little bit of work and Funnily enough, the thing that caught my attention was it had a picture of Jim Carrey in the mask mm. and it had him like... Always like, a reason for clickbait. Well, <laughs> yeah, it got me in and it had like big wads of cash and he's sitting there and I was like, oh, what's, what's going on here? My mask too, something? Mm. Like, By the way, it's on Netflix now. You can rewatch it. The mask? Yeah. That's Apparently it still holds up. Mm. Actually, the the um, special effects on it were all... Yeah, it was all quite It good. was original CGI, but they made it to look really um, cartoony sort of thing. Yeah. You remember when he turns into the dog? The and dog, like, yeah. So, no, all right, that's excellent information. I'll be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywho, segueing from that, it, once you've enjoyed the mask, <laughs> look at this article. So the article came up and basically what it was, I think it was a pedestrian TV one and, and it actually led to a domain article. So it took me down a rabbit hole. I was like, oh, mm. this might be good to talk about on the podcast. Mm. But the headline said, when sending cash to your mates with labels like pingers with uh, the <laughs> S's in the money words, that could ruin your home loan applications. Yeah, right. And that. I was like, I never would have thought of something like this. Thinking it through, yeah. yeah. Well, because I was just saying to Pat off air that, or maybe I was saying it to you off air, my partner, every time she sends money to a friend, she just says Elton John tickets. <laughs> no matter the amount. <laughs> yeah. She'll literally just type in 40 bucks, Elton John tickets. Yeah. Five bucks, Elton John tickets. <laughs> so that's just her go-to. They know what it means. It literally just means this is the money I owe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you look into the article, it starts kind of saying when you're trying to apply for a home loan, things like this can be a red flag and it might stop you from being approved. There, it's, yeah, <laughs> well, there was one of them where it said, you know, I think one guy the reference was a person who'd gone to the pub with his mates and I'm assuming there's probably he does a shout then you pay your money back. But because it's like a religious transaction, he wasn't probably using Elton John tickets. No, <laughs> they're no. Just, they're just, excuse me, sir. Um, could you please explain the <coughs> ex- um, extension? <clears throat> um, that, that, that statement, please. <laughs> well, yeah, like without getting explicit on us, some of the um, examples they use are $20 transferred as <laughs> heaven <laughs> or rusty spoons or my favourite, Warwick Kappa Weekender. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it did go on to say that it's, obviously challenging for uh, it must be a running gag for millennials as i said for younger people i suppose that aren't really thinking it through but that said though is that no one's really had to worry about that before no either. it's a brand new thing like so being able to transfer at the 
press of a button. And where it's said after the High Commission where they're now being very stringent on looking through transaction after transaction and too many uses of Uber Eats and Uber cars and all that kind of stuff. So they're breaking it down transactional. So it, um, it's a bit of a big brother thing that's unfortunate that's going to kill a good running gag as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. That's just they're taking the jokes away from us. Yeah. Well, when I was clicking through too, the um, the other one you led to, landmark case that West Park West Westpac. Westpac. Westpac had won against ASIC on the basis of being too lacklustre on their lending standards and obviously approving loans at ASIC. Um, I think this was the case. Uh, they weren't being stringent enough. The, one of the things that the, the judge had mentioned was, is that, you know, just because their, their spending practices today aren't going to be representative of their spending practices tomorrow. And if, you know, if they might be spending $80 on a, going out in a dinner, well, there's every likelihood they might adjust that now they need to get a loan. So Yeah, it's funny. Your living conditions change. Yeah, if someone was to audit me in my early 20s at uni, yep. they'd be like, how are you affording to go to the saloon bar every <laughs> Wednesday night? when you're eating me going noodles every night for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Round the clock beers. There's that as well. <laughs> yeah. There was there was like a fifty cent beer deal as well at some other pub when I was up there once. It only lasted a few weeks, I reckon I was saying No, they closed well, down. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of profit in that place. <laughs> Good night, though. Yeah, well, I guess that's a that's a frustrating element in that you know you can legitimately change your lifestyle overnight. However, if especially too, if you needed a loan within a week, but your last six months, is, you know, so you're living a different lifestyle. I mean, I, I could absolutely you know see that that's an unreasonable standard to say. You mean I've got to change my life for the next six months just so I can get this? But I guess money. on mm. the flip side of that, to be the devil's advocate, yeah. if you're lending, you'd want to minimize risk. I yes. don't know when Leggett was in, he was saying you know you've got to balance out the, the ups and downs of it all. Mm. It kind of makes sense. If you see a party animal that was at the saloon bar every week, I wouldn't be thinking (laughs) I want to give him a loan to buy a house. Well, I I think that was the thought is that, you know, the the banks, in that that particular case, the banks were lending the money where they shouldn't have been. That, again, should be on the individual's bank's right to be able to assess the risk of that client. I don't know. I'd be curious. I, I really, do, with these changes now, I don't know what the standards effectively are, but I still think there should be enough power between the individual and the bank or the the lender to be able to come to a mutual agreement, regardless of your history, if you can prove that you know you will be changing your um, practices from this day forward. Um, yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, I guess. Just uh, as an educational podcast for anyone out there listening that is sending money to their friends, mm. maybe uh, just think about... Just cut the jokes. Yeah, cut the jokes. <laughs> and just put it in what it really is. Yeah, that, yeah. and that, that includes all my, my mates as well. Guys, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> so just on that, should you be relabeling things like donation to charity for yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well this, right. guy's, this guy's good. <laughs> At the bottom of the pedestrian article, it says some things that still might work are money for mum. Or puppy treats. <laughs> <laughs> so no more Elton John trinkets. <laughs> just all the puppy treats. And Man, I hear he's touring. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched his movie the other day. It was pretty good. Really? Actually, when I when I saw him when he was last down, he uh, he was he was sick that weekend, and he uh, halfway through the show he had, had had to go off stage to be sick, and then come back on and just kept running. I was like, God damn it! And he killed it. That's a professional, yeah. mate. You could say he was still standing. Oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Enough right. That's yeah. why I've had my input for today. You guys can talk for the next yeah. 20 minutes. But one thing actually we did have on there would be for you to take over, Pat, and that's to talk about smart homes, which I'm excited to hear about. Indeed. Because you went and did an appraisal at one? I did go to an appraisal earlier in the week of a property that had every bell and whistle you could potentially imagine. Now, just like, before we get any further, can you just explain the concept of smart I know we have smartphones and things like that, but just we'll go base level. What is a smart home, Pat? 
So it's using technology to connect different parts of your house together so that they integrate with each other and work together to be able to make your life easier. Mm. I guess if I had to explain it in that sounds, simple that, terms. That, that sounds like a great uh, great idea for, for technology, but that never seems to be the case. Oh, in our house, we've started playing with a smart home in our place and it's yeah. Patrick, really smooth. Abby, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Doesn't yeah? Doesn't didn't you say that um, <laughs> yelling at it all the time? So yeah, you're right. Technology still has a bit of time to go, but hey, didn't you say yeah? Like it recognizes your voice, your kid's voice, but it doesn't recognize Abby's voice. <laughs> yeah. So to give people background, we've got Google Home in our house, and my two year old can get it to turn a light off and on, mm. but my wife would just keep going, "Hey Google, hey Google, hey Google," and it just ignores that. I put it to you that you've programmed Google to not listen to Abby. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's God, that would be good if you could do that. <laughs> Hey Siri, <laughs> don't listen to my wife. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> no, but I guess the appraisal I went to last week it was interesting because it, like I said, it had every bell and whistle. And it's amazing to see what you can do. Yeah. But I guess for the average person, that's not a reality to go fit out a complete home with every bell and whistle, mm. and just the sheer expense would have been astronomical to do what this guy had done in his place. Mm. But you can also just play around with simpler things that I thought might be fun to talk about on this podcast, which is, I guess, what I've been playing around in our house. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, might be a good discussion in the sense that Pat loves his technology and he's like the king of the world for tech. I'm kind of sitting in the middle where I'm halfway between digital and analog, mm-hmm. and then you're a old school man, J Mac. You're a man of class and swagger. And <laughs> I can just imagine you sitting in your we leather yeah. chair with. A pipe. And I, I, I just read books and, yeah. they're, and they're all leather bound. <laughs> <laughs> You've just got your own leather bound. Don't yeah. you? Like all, I just, all these cookbooks have got a new, yeah, yeah. A new jacket I've on them. Le- I've got a leather bound. If every time I buy a book, it gets leather bounded. <laughs> Honey, and where's the leather? Yeah. <laughs> and it's all in that same like dark red and it's all on this yeah. grand bookshelf. Yeah, and my house smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that might be another show, The Mahogany House. Yeah, the mahogany. <laughs> yeah, so look, what is a smart home and how does it work? Well, let's cut off to an ad and we'll come back. We'll just have a little breather, gather ourselves, and then we'll flick into it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Sorry, Pat. I look, guess so. Yeah, <laughs> just look on your face. You look like look at your partner when, the, um, when Google Home hasn't worked. <laughs> Angry. All right, we'll be back. Pat might be if he's not stamping his feet still. <laughs> As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFM.com. All right, lads, let's deep dive into the smart home. Sorry if I upset you before, Pat. I had no intention of doing that. I just thought for the sake of the show and as the host, it would be my responsibility to... Look, I just, I just want my time in the limelight. I can tell, mate. I can tell. <laughs> I'm just ready to go today. <laughs> All right. This is Pat's show. I know you're upset that John got his own show, Max Mailbag. Mm-hmm. This can be Pat's tech talk. Oh, tech Ooh, talk. We, yeah, bam. I kind of feel like that's probably already a show somewhere on the internet. Yeah, but it's not your but show. But does it have Pat at the front <laughs> yeah, of it? Yeah, exactly. Probably. It does now. <laughs> anyway... All right, so, smart homes. Let's like let's just get straight into it. So you've explained that a smart home is essentially a technology-driven home or mm-hmm. a home that has been, I guess, retrofitted. Now, would you say enhanced mm-hmm. by technology? Enhanced. Yeah, nice. So a lot of people think a smart home is like a Google Home or an Amazon Alexa or something like that, but. I think they're just components of a smart home. They're not necessarily the smart home. Yep. A smart home is just different things talking to each other. So you can have a light switch will connect 
to your phone, for instance, and just having that ability to use your phone to turn something on or off, that's a smart home. Mm. But where you can get bigger with it is when you start integrating multiple things together and then you use something like a Google Home, for instance, which is what we use, to control everything. It sort of allows multiple things to happen at once on different commands that you sort of run through the system, I guess. So an example of this is you get home, you drive into your garage jump out of the car and park or yourself can yell out a certain command and it'll start running yeah sequence system. of events yep. yeah so, so turn like on certain lines we have um the command okay google we're home and we have a speaker in our garage that can hear us say that and then she knows especially during the winter months because um, we can program it for different seasons for instance uh she knows to turn on the hall light the kids lamps in their bedrooms the lamp in our bedroom the kitchen lights because normally at that time of night we're heading up to the kitchen to you know start prepping dinner uh she can then turn on the tv to the news because she knows that at six o'clock at night we like to watch news so we get home roughly around sort of you know quarter to six most nights after we get everything organized so by saying one command runs a sequence of sort of eight to ten actions around the house yeah that's which cool. is what you would normally go around and, you know, you turn yeah, so the lights on, push yeah. the thing, get, yep. Yeah, yep. so she's just doing it all for us in one hit rather than us going around and turning all those individual items on. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. same goes for when we leave. Like we have a, we're going out. She goes around and checks all the lights are off to make sure that we haven't left a light in our house on or, you know, she t- makes sure the front door potentially... I don't have this feature, but you can mm. make sure that if you've got a smart home lock, that the front door is locked once you've left, things like that. So it's I, I know this is on our show notes, but I'm just noticing while you're talking about it there, you keep referring to her as she. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. You've actually <clears throat> given her... Well, she has a female voice when you talk to her. No, no, so. no. It's just quite amazing <laughs> that like your house basically has a female personality in a way. It's just an intro... I know it's not on the notes. Maybe that's why she doesn't talk to my wife. She's jealous. She just doesn't want to (laughs) interact Ah. with her. Well, if you remember that conversation with um, Sarah Bell from Rita, and we asked that question, Mm. where where did Rita come from? She said it was just sort of an old throwback to the way that they used to classify old ships as she, you know, and so technology sort of followed that same sort of breath. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry. I know that sidetrack. Just uh, the way you were talking about it, I was like, it's like there's this extra person in your house. Yeah. Is it like Tony Stark in uh, Iron Man? He he does Jarvis or whatever that like running his house. I guess he was yeah, yeah. That's pretty much exactly it. Like Jarvis is what the tech companies are trying to put in the everyday home. Yeah. So it's so. like your home is like your computer where you can organize it in the way you want mm-hmm. to operate the easiest way possible. Yeah. So it's broken down into a few different components. So you can start really simple. You can go buy a Google Home speaker. I think they're like forty nine bucks. Mm. Um, and then you can go buy a little adapter that goes into your PowerPoint. You plug your lamp into it and then within five minutes you can tell Google to turn your lamp off and on. Mm. And effectively, there you go. You've got a smart home up and running. And then you can just slowly add things to it and build on it and make it bigger and bigger and keep adding additional features in. So, so this place you were praised the other day was it a new build that had put smart features in straight away or was it something that had been retrofitted from I think the past? in this case it was probably a new build that had the features go in as, as it was being was built. built. Yep. But it's very easy to retrofit as you go. I actually think I'm helping my old man do it from scratch at the moment on a brand new house. Yep. And I actually think the retro side of it fitting out an older home, which is what I'm doing, is nearly actually easier. Because all the, everything's in place already and you're not kind of yeah. problem solving all the other, or troubleshooting. Well, what I really like house. about it is like I'm, we do sort of like room by room. So we've got the master bedroom working now with all the lights, for instance, and able to learn the commands that control everything in that room before we then go and implement the next room. Yep. So when you do a brand new house and you bring everything online in, you know, one weekend, then all of a sudden you might have 60 commands and it's just, I don't know, we'll find out when I finish doing 
old man's new build. Yeah, yeah. But it might be like, holy moly, there's a lot of different voice commands and I need to know to be able to do all the different things throughout the whole entire house. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. A retrofit also helps from a budget perspective as well because you can sort of just buy the bits as you as you go. Like I've been working on mine for about a year and a half now. I'm, I'm only doing a little bit here and there. And mm. then you start off just... Gumtree or marketplace or just buy all my stuff secondhand. (laughs) So there's lots of people out there that think they want to get into it and then they realise oh it's a bit harder than what I thought it was going to be and so they end up selling what they've started off. And then I buy that and I implement that in and I grow mine from all the secondhand parts that are out there. Well there was where I think when you chatted to us about it once before is the thing is people will buy just the, the OK Google box. And then it sort of becomes a novelty for a week and all they can do is switch on their bedside lamp and that's that's it. And then it's like, well, this is just more headache than it's worth. So yeah. you really want to have a commitment to going all the way and you've been able to slowly build up your... Yes, yeah, so I think we have 19 set. lights in our house that now work by Google. It's not our whole house, it's only certain rooms. Right um, but it's enough for where we're at at the moment. Mm. One day, obviously, it'd be great to have every light in the home working on it. But as it stands, at 18 or 19 we have. And it's quite good if we go away, we can program it to turn lights on at different times of the day. We can actually sequence the light so it looks like someone's turned the light on in the bedroom and walked out to the kitchen and turned the kitchen light on oh, and nice. like Home Alone style. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Like, <laughs> I haven't got the cardboard cut out on the train yet, but... <laughs> but there was, I think, Christmas time last year. And I think we should put that video in the show notes because, fire, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? It was... It actually had Macaulay Culkin reprise his role oh, I did in a watch Google that. ad. That was great, yeah. But it was like Home Alone in the modern age and he did everything. He's like, okay, Google. And then just and then ran program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Would have been a much shorter movie. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I did see a, a meme once that was um, Home Alone if it was made now and it was just a little kid with a phone and he wrote, Mum, you left me at home. <laughs> and then it was the end. <laughs> Uh, I like original Home Alone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So with with what you've been building, I guess when you came back from your appraisal the other day, I really wondered whether it was something that factored into your sums when kind of giving the guy the sale price and like does it add value, does it take value? I guess it can't take value away in a sense. but I think it would come down to the individual buyer and how much mm. they appreciate because it could be with this house we went to maybe sixty, seventy thousand dollars spent on homes automation in this house. Like it had everything in it. Yeah. So obviously that adds sixty thousand dollars to the value of the home, but does it add a hundred thousand dollars value to the home? It might do if someone loves the idea of all those features and can see themselves really enjoying that aspect of it. But for somebody that doesn't really give a, a rat's about technology or can see a use for that technology, maybe it doesn't at so this say, stage. Say mm. someone more like John who's into his mahogany and, and his leather, it might be something <laughs> he's just like, well, that's all way too difficult. But for where's to my bookshelf going to go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is there an automated bookshelf? <laughs> it, will, it will be soon. But no, but like, what you guys don't know is that if you, pull, if you pull the right book, the bookcase slides across. Oh, please tell me there's like a secret gin bar or a whiskey lounge in there. Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll never know because you're too busy with your tech. No, see, this is it. I reckon we'd find it pretty easy because we'd just see the, the cigar smoke oozing <laughs> out between yeah. the cracks. Oh, John, you in the cigar room? No! Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm reading my book. <laughs> I told you not to disturb me when I'm reading my books. I've got this classic, don't give it away, lever bound. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- limited release. 
Um, all right. So, yeah, so look, it might add value. Moving forward into the future. I think in the future it will definitely add value. Like people that have invested in smart tech yep. will definitely add value. They'll reap the rewards. Mm. What will be interesting is from a sales process is that how a settlement takes place. So at the moment we're only handing over keys, John, as you know, we're aware. Yeah. But as smart tech builds more and more into homes, my smart system's got about eight or nine accounts connected to it that run it all. So then the question is, it, will that become the owner's responsibility to teach the purchasers how to set that back up? Yep. Or does that transfer? with the home yep. so with ours I started setting it up with my Patrick at 4 on 4 email and I fast discovered that hmm if anything ever happens this could cause issues so mm. I ended up setting up my home address at gmail.com. Okay, that's And I built everything now on that email address. So my theory was if I ever did sell, I could just hand that email address and the password over to a new buyer. Mm. Essentially, you and could maybe have a list of all the accounts. chattels, Brilliant. I guess, yeah. for that. Account. So yeah. that way I don't have to disconnect my account from the entire house and mm. then try to rebuild it for somebody else. It's the way I've set it up. But I'm thinking at it from a real estate perspective as well, where most people probably wouldn't. So most mm. people probably just set it up market smith.com or whatever yeah where i went and looked at it from well if i ever sold this is going to be a pain in the backside to rip apart and to take with me so it needs to stay with the home and it would be you know a unique selling feature of the home yeah how do i make it well i guess if anybody out there is listening to this and they're contemplating going into it that's potentially, one piece of advice that yeah potentially set up mm. a generic email address that, that belongs to the home Yep. Yeah, like great idea. there's so many free ones out there, and especially going Amazon or Google. I've only ever used Google's system. I've never used Amazon, so I hear they're both really good. Mm. Um, for me, I use Google Phones. I use Google at work, so it made more sense to go down that route. Mm-hmm. But Google has free Gmail emails, so if you decide to go down the Google Home, set it up on a, a Gmail email. Four One Four Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. So speaking of that, the way that they all integrate with one another, can you have half and half of certain brands of things? Um, you can to a degree. Like, So Google and Amazon don't talk to each other. They're, they don't integrate. They're rivals. Pretty much. Damn it. And it's really fun when you ask them what they think about Siri or Amazon or the funny responses <laughs> that Google's oh, program. If you ask Google, like, uh, Google, what do you think of Alexa? Yeah. They'll say something nasty. Yeah. No, she comes back with quite unique answers. But that's moving aside. Um, mm. There are different things that talk to each other. So Samsung had their own smart home system, which is smart things. JB Hi-Fi actually started selling it this week. So you can now mm. get it really easily in Hobart. Because that was something you were having trouble with in the past. It's a lot of stuff wasn't available in Australia. Yeah. So you had to get creative with how you bought it. But now... A lot of it is slowly coming through. Mm. So Samsung have smart things which can connect to Google Home and then that will actually open up the door to connect more things. So right. some things will exclusively only connect to Samsung's smart things mm-hmm. app but then you can make it work with Google because Samsung will talk to Google. So, so it works kind of like a, a hub? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, so they're called a smart hub and they're sort of like the brain of the house. So right. basically Google is just the voice mm-hmm. and just the listening device and then these smart hubs and there's heaps of different brands out there, Zigbee, Samsung, all these different companies, they like the brain. And so they sort of live in the 
in your cupboard somewhere away, connected to your internet. Oh, like Harry Potter? <coughs> yeah, pretty much. Like a wizard in the cupboard. Yeah, under the he's stairs. under my stairs at You're home. You're a wizard, Harry. In my case, he's behind the secret bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking this secret bookcase is just like John's tech land, like screens, <laughs> like the Matrix or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Back I can picture that. That's actually... Back <laughs> John's in there playing Age of Empires. <laughs> <laughs> Too obviously. Rosie, where's my meatloaf? <laughs> Carry on, Patrick. <laughs> I've actually forgot where all. Well, so yeah, with um, it was like that. That functions as the brain. So you got Google's the uh, the, the your, your ears, then yeah. Samsung's the brain, and then the yeah. rest of it. And then that allows you to connect extra things like blinds to open and close, or your front door to lock and unlock. Security cameras can then connect straight into that, so you can get this really massive integration of all sorts of products working together through mm. using certain systems. Now, this there's no easy way to find that. Like you got to research the hell out of it. We have a blog up on Four One Four's website that has a, that I've put a list together. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. yeah. This it, reminds me of that time. I don't know if you were saying if it's in America or here, or you're often talking about smart home stuff, and I'm half listening, half doing work. But something about like a security camera at your front door, like uh, if, if someone's delivering stuff. Uh, so there's um, a system called If This Then That. So it's a website. Yeah. And basically it allows, it also helps different programs talk to each other. So taking that Samsung and Google integration to another level. So the best example of that is Domino's Pizza. Yes, this is it. This is I, I really like this. I haven't done it, but... So to give you a background, so you've got, we'll step back a bit. We were talking about light globes earlier, how you can turn them off and on. Yep. There's a particular brand, Philips Hue, quite popular. Bunnings sell them. They're little light globes you can put in and they connect and can turn off and on, change colours. Uh, so you can like make your, your room turn purple, pink, blue, mm. whatever you want. But you can actually install a outdoor Philips Hue light, connect it to your smart home so that it's talking to the internet effectively. Once it's talking to the internet, you can use If This Then That, which is this website, and you can then connect that to your Domino's app on your phone. And then basically when you order a pizza, once it leaves and Domino's has their little tracker where the car takes you takes your pizza to you, mm-hmm. the phone knows to tell the internet to turn on the light at the front door. Oh, that's cool. So you don't have to do anything, just automate. And you can take that further. So if you've got... Um, if you've got like the smart lock, can't you then the guy can... Or say it was like a delivery from FedEx or something. Yeah, so you can take it further that if you've got security cameras, so we've got at our front door a Nest security camera, you could effectively have that turn on for the pizza so it's on the screen so you can see when the pizza delivery guys arrived. Uber's really clever with if this then that, that you can have all the lights flash in your house when your Uber's, Uber's arrived at your door. So like a disco? Yeah. So you can be sitting in your house and all of a sudden your lights start going crazy Uber's flashing. Arrived. And then you're like, oh, Uber's here, cool. So it's... All about adding extra features that mean something to you, but not to necessarily to anyone else. So you're not mm. slave to looking at your phone all the time. So that's where smart homes can sort of free you, I guess, from your, and your you phone can, a little bit. And you can use them to your advantage, however you deem fit. Yeah. It's not something that's like, you have to do this. It's no. something that you can add into the system. And it's how far you want to push it and play with it. All these great ideas take more time to set up all yeah. this extra stuff. But look, if you're, if you're getting into it, it becomes a bit of a game. It's like, for me, it's becoming the adult version of Lego. Mm. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, this is really cool now. Now I've got this. I can now go and play with this, this idea and do this. And yeah. just trying to figure out, it's like the Meccano version, I guess. Like that little mm. bit harder yeah, yeah. aspect, how you're trying to make one thing work with another. And Well, don't they teach kids basic coding and stuff in prep now at, at schools? Is mm. Parker learning coding? He has a little app that he plays around yeah. with, which is coding. I yeah. think it, I think it's a brilliant idea, but then that, you know, if this, then that. Isn't, isn't that sort of a real foundational sort of I think that co- coding idea? Yeah. And that's yeah. where this website's built off. Yeah. They just yeah. made it simple. They made a big, giant, pretty picture tile. So mm. you basically say, I want this tile to talk to this tile, mm. and I'm grabbing airs at the moment in the studio. 
and it connects them together. So you basically put your username and password into both of them and then that integrates them somehow and then they talk to each other. And then yeah. it's just a, a selection of toggle switches like you'd have on your phone settings to turn yep. on this, turn off that. If this happens, then I want the lights to turn blue. And mm. so you just set a bunch of commands and then save it and it'll just run from then on until you tell it otherwise. Well, if you were, is there like a point in which it's worth getting into versus not at all? So let's just, I'll use an example, say I've, I've got a Google Home and I just want to run some lights. Is that even worth going the hassle of doing it or is it you really want to commit to a certain point where the actual smart home will be useful to you not just a funny gag that's frustrating to use um it's a hard one to answer because that's going to come down to an individual right yeah like if i lived in a two-bedroom apartment in town for instance Mm. i'd smart home the hell out of that entire thing because it's a small footprint it's not actually going to take that much to fit out the whole entire apartment but you're four but if you're selling i've got a four-bedroom home with a you know a fairly sizable property and it's a lot of work to do a house of that size and a lot more expensive because there's more elements and more features that you can add in so yeah, yeah it could yeah. come down to the size of the home as well the larger it is the harder it is to like set up a full system that makes but sense. if you've got like a you know a stand at three bedroom home in Glenorchy here where we are probably isn't too bad because mm. a lot of the older homes just have the baton light in the middle of the room so that's literally just one, one globe yep. yeah. where if you change over to down lights and all of a sudden one room might have four lights so that's more work to actually get the smart home system working so yep. it depends on what you're retrofitting to begin with okay so if you've got bat lights throughout your whole entire house probably looking about 500 bucks and you could have smart lights through the entire property and those smart lights would last i think they have a shelf life 15 years or 17 years oh, so like good. it's Jeez. length it's ridiculous amount yeah. of length like i guess i'd never thought of it from that security point of view before yeah. but as you were talking about that before i know i remember going away to the shack as a kid dad would have those little, little timer things yeah. that would be which i can in. never understand like the dial with all the little pins on it and mm. you're trying and to yet think. you can understand your smart home but they like yeah. it's this thing where you poke a little, little pin me- into yeah. a, a mechanical yeah lock, and, yeah. and yeah. that is just my um father-in-law when he goes away for three months at a time he has one lamp and one radio that are on a timer yeah, and they're in the same spot in the house. I'm like, man, you look at the house for three days in a row, and you know it's freaking nothing. Yeah, like yeah. it wouldn't take much for for someone to figure out from a security perspective that no one's really there with that older style. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, with the not- with a smart home system, effectively you could have three or four different programmed protocols, and yes, they take a bit of time to set up. But once they're set up, you could run protocol one on Monday, Thursday, and Saturday, and then protocol two on. You know, so there's choose. a randomised kind yeah. of mm. appeal to yeah. what's so happening at your home. And like you could turn the TV on for, you know, three hours one day, an hour the next. Mm. And then, as I said, programming the lights to make it look like someone's walking through the actual house. If you can imagine turning on the light, when you go to bed of a night, John, you have all the lights in your house off. You turn your lounge room lights off first. You walk into the bedroom, turn the bedroom light off. Maybe the lamp goes on for a little bit and then the lamp goes off. Yeah. So yeah. if you can program that sequence to happen, it's more realistic. I actually do like the idea of helping you build in new habits that you're trying to build or in your case Patty you've got I mean your kids are going to sleep it's like okay shut lights off and they can't switch it back on is that sort of how it works or um yeah so the kids can turn the lights on whenever they like mm. um, they just got they've got little speakers in their room but one of the things I really like is my little boy's room's downstairs mm-hmm. nighttime he gets freaked out about going down there in the dark oh yeah so we can just in the kitchen say turn on Parker's lights and boom they turn on and then he's happy to go down there and get whatever he needs so that ability of not having to walk down there with him to turn on a light because he's too scared to go down the stairs can be removed just by just fun little edit bits like that yeah like at our house it's silly my kids my girl goes to sleep with a purple light and my little boy goes to sleep with this gold light in there (laughs) like they change their lights every couple of days like Hurts my eyes, but they love it. They love their coloured rooms. So well, I just when we were, when you were chatting before the the first, I just had this thought run through my mind where down the track, rather than saying, "Look, you really," I know you really want to paint your your room blue. Just don't 
just get a smart globe and then you can have it blue if you want. Yeah. And then when you're done with it, just change your mind. Yeah, you so just, ke- just keep the walls neutral. Yeah. <laughs> and just add the colour through add, the light. Add the colour through the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where it's going though. Like Philips Hue have just brought out lights that screw onto the back of your TV and they can they actually connect in via – so they connect to the home mm. so that they can be controlled just randomly like normal. Mm. However, you can actually – program them into the tv so they will actually pick up on the mood of the show you're watching so, so if, if you're, you're watching breaking bad or something it'll uh, right. change the color scheme to match the intensity of the show oh, so like if you're that. watching a horror movie it adds a red glow for instance out oh, so really? like that's cool yeah so yeah. i that's can't cool. remember it's only certain tvs it works with because it's got to have a certain protocol built into the tv yeah. but they're actually telling the lights what type of t- and they're like these strip lights that just screw onto the mounting brackets that you would normally have on the back of a TV. So, like, you get one on the top and then one down each side and yeah. it adds this big glow out from behind the TV. What if... What if and it's working for gaming as well, so you can plug it into your computer and use it for, like, when you're playing video games. That's kind of cool. But what if, what if the movie director found out that they, um, the Philips Hue was um, giving out the wrong... Feel um, color. It's like they've, they've, they've spent all their life becoming master directors of creating, you know, tense mood, and then all of a sudden the thing just throws out the wrong color. It's like, what are you doing to my film? <laughs> I don't know. But it's like <laughs> this is where stuff's going, and it yeah. could be really cool in the future of how you can integrate stuff and how you can change the way you feel about things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to me, at the, and that's what would be interesting with that um, house that you did the appraisal for, if, if people really get engaged with it, they'll just like, this just seems like way too much work. Well, I hope mm. that the agent that lists it, be it me or somebody else, mm. um, they understand the value of what's there. Yeah. And they understand how to actually promote it to a potential purchaser. Yeah, yeah actually, that's really interesting because if mm. you got an agent who wasn't really versed in it, like obviously you're pretty versed in it, mm. if you got, they'll be like, oh, I don't understand what this stuff is and they just not even mention it. Yeah, so it could be $50,000 value off the top of the home because they haven't understood the value of what's there in that yeah. house. Yeah, exactly right. That makes perfect it's sense. Gonna be, yeah, it will be interesting in another, you know, 10 years or so when yeah. it gets more common. Like mm. the more that JB Hi-Fi and Bunnings and these type of stores start selling this stuff, the more homes will start to get it in and around the place. Yeah. Well, even yeah. funnily enough, I was at my nan's for tea on Monday night. It was like about to be tea time and they had the radio on in the background and everyone's getting ready to sit down for the meal. Mm. And then nan's gone, okay, Google, turn off the radio. And everybody's cheered because I'm like, <laughs> like nan's using smart tech. That's like, awesome. This is like an 80-year-old woman who's yeah. just... I was like, I love it from a music perspective. So we have Spotify here in the office and mm. we obviously Aaron and I use it a lot at home. So I've got... A Google speaker in the garage, one in Parker's room, one in my room, one in Quinn's room and one in the kitchen. So they're sort of scattered all around the house. Mm. And you can tell it, play Spotify on all speakers. And so all of a sudden, the music, the same songs in the whole entire house. So gone are the days of having to actually run wires through your entire place, trying to put speakers here and there. And I remember they used to have little volume controls that you could put into a room that would control the volume of the speaker in that one room. Now you just plug it into a PowerPoint, it connects to the Wi-Fi and away you go. Done. So yeah, it's really, even if anything, you didn't worry about anything else smart home and you just went and bought out. Good addition. Bought, you know, five of the $50 Google speakers. It's just so much fun having music now in the entire house. Is that why your kids know that Tones and I song so well? Probably. (laughs) They're always putting their own music on. Even Quinny came in. Did you see the girl that did the AFL Grand Final? You know, she sings that um, Dance Monkey song. Yeah. 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 Whatever her new single is. Mm. I swear it's only been out a week. And Quinn, she's like trotting about just singing this 
quite dark sounding song. <laughs> like, How does she know this? This is what I'm. Well, that was. That, remember, if you think of Lily Allen songs, always used to be the same. There, it's really dark undertones to it, but, but just, just really poppy, so nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. Well, I think we've uh, had a pretty good crack at that today. That was a bit mm. of fun. It was actually really fun, just kind of rolling through from an appraisal into a discussion that's kind of right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I'm. Pretty obvious I like this type of yeah. stuff. But yeah. I like any toy that's tech related. You so do. Um, do. I'm always happy to have a little play. And I'm always happy to help anyone if they just want to get a foot in the door, get an understanding of what it works and how it does it. Yeah. yeah how I, things work together. Just as we were talking, I looked up online. I, it's kind of, um, I just typed in smart home automation. And there's a few companies across Australia. There's ones in Sydney, there's ones in Melbourne. I'm not sure if there's anything here in Hobart, but kind of stuff that can help you integrate it into your home. Mm. It yeah, well, might be something to look into, Pat, in the future. It could be your little pet project <laughs> on the side. Well, and like I said, if anyone wants to a little bit more info on all the different brands and products that are out there, um, we do have a blog on our website called Smart Homes, Where Do I Begin? So yep. Yeah, that, that was a good article. Actually. Looking that up because it actually has links as well to all the different products so that if you wanted to go buy a certain product, it'll take you right to the spot yeah, cool. where you can actually purchase it. So yeah. Well, I'll razz that into the show notes. Also, I did check that email that I mentioned last week and that is correct. So it's propertypodau at gmail.com. If anyone's got any questions or they want to reach out about smart homes or anything, Max Mailbag was quite a successful episode the other week. So if anyone has... Any questions they want to throw at us, we'll all be happy to uh, and If they've got those. any topics that they want us to talk about as well. Yeah, mm. that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, so if you're thinking, oh, I wish I'd talk about X or I don't know how to do this. Well, that was one of the things in Max Mailbag was we were so close to touching we just, the yeah. thing they wanted to know. I just refused to listen to the episode because <laughs> I wasn't on it. <laughs> yeah, out <And> of spite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, mate, you could literally walk into your house and say, okay, Google. Max Mailbag. Play the property Play pod. The property, the property pod. pod yeah. I could. I might see if my nan can do that. That would be a good little viral video to post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So thank you, everybody, for listening to today's show. Awesome. Indeed. Bye, uh, Always a pleasure. Like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. We haven't been telling people to do that recently, so we'll just get back on that train. And yeah, thanks for listening, listening to the property. To the property thanks a lot. Produced by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel. And listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied, and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information.